You are listening to Tale from the West Coast podcast with my dad, Ricky Bates Sr., a.k.a. Boomer. Hail to the football team. Welcome back for episode four of the Hail from the West Coast podcast. I am your host, Ricky Bates Sr., a.k.a. Boomer. With today's episode, I am joined by Rio Robinson, who stops by the show to talk about Washington football team-related topics, including the upcoming game against the Chargers. We talk about a final score prediction and give some bold predictions for the game. We also touch a little bit about the name change, fantasy football, and how we became football team fans. I also want to give a shout out to my boy Brad Angel, who hooked it up with the new podcast cover. If you need any work done, definitely hit him up. He does awesome work. His Twitter handle is at Brad, A-N-G-E-L-L-83. Make sure to hit him up if you need any work done. Let's get going. All right, welcome. This is episode four of the Hail from the West Coast podcast. First ever guest, Rio Robinson. Welcome, bro. Welcome. What's going on, man? This is awesome, man. You got your content going. I'm glad I could be the first guest. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad to have you, man. Honestly, you inspired me to do it. You know, I've done a few episodes, uh, just the audio version. So I thought, uh, let's go ahead and try the video version, see what we can do. Uh, getting pretty excited for some football coming up Thursday. You know, we got the Cowgirls versus the Bucks, And then we're on to week one, baby. It's time to get started. What do you think about the upcoming season? What are your predictions? Oh, man, this is the most I've genuinely felt optimistic about this team, like since we like since like fans of like our age demographic, like we that, that we didn't get to see the glory days of the team. It feels good. It feels like things are all going in the right direction. You know, I know we've we've probably had years where we're like, oh, we're going to be good this year. But we know in our heart it wasn't meant to be. But it, that there's not really many holes on this team. I feel so optimistic and I'm so ready to see what we do on this Sunday to start the year. I agree. I agree. It's it's the most optimism we've had in quite some time. It's been it's been so long since we've had a defense that can actually carry this team. I, I mean, know. we don't remember the last time we've had an electrifying offense. Maybe you know, 2015, we had a pretty good offense with Cousins. Oh, yeah. But our defense has, has got to lead the way for us now. But if we mm-hmm. can have an offense, just just step up to the plate a little bit, give that defense a rest. We have the ability to take to take it all the way. You know, I, I'm excited. I think. I think Chase Young and Montez Sweat are going to have huge years. I, I really do. I think Montez especially, a lot of people are going to be focused on Chase, you know, seeing what he can do in year one. And I think that's going to open up the door for Montez. A lot of the predictions I've been seeing Chase, you know, 14, 15 sacks and Montez 10 or 11. I honestly think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be like 13, 14 each. I think I think my prediction for Chase this year was 17. Like, I'm going all in. Like, I, I got Chase in the DPOY conversation in his second year. I see that second year J.J. Watt, Khalil Mack type jump from him. But, yeah, I mean, Montez is good. He's really good, and he's athletic as hell. I just think, like, I think they're closer than a lot of people give them, but Chase is just so much of a freak. He's such a freak talent that – there's reasons and justifications for why he's seen in a different light as Montez. But all I know is I want them both here for a decade. I want them both here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Blank, if we can find a way checks to keep for them. both. Yep, blank checks for both when it's time. Exactly. And get it done early. Don't play any of these franchise tag bullshit. When it's time come with your three to get those contracts going, get those contracts going. Oh, yeah. You see what the Steelers are doing with TJ Watt right now? Like, they're literally, like, bullshitting over like one year of guarantees like pay him he's great like he's really good 
Good. It's not often you come across those type of defenders who are generational defenders. When you get that opportunity, don't let them go. Don't be stupid. You know, you got to get them. You know, with, with the defense and everything, you know, we expect them to be good. What about the offense? Who do you expect on the offense to have a breakout year? I know for starters, Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins aren't here. So, like, you have a quarterback with two legs and you have a quarterback with a goddamn brain and football IQ. And for starters on the baseline, the offense already better because of that. You add in Curtis Samuel, this stud that we drafted in the third round, Deami Brown, a monster of a rookie t um, tackle with Sam Cosme. Logan Thomas in year two as a number one option as a tight end. Gibson in year two as a running back. Like, I see no reason why this offense can't – like, all they need to do is be fine. They don't need to be the our 2016 offense where Cousins, Deshaun, Crowder, and Pierre just walked up and down the field on yeah. folks. Just be adequate. Don't give away game. Fitz is going to yellow sometimes. He's going to throw up some prayers. But I can live with the fact that he lives a little dangerous because I, I just can never go back to watching 30 checkdowns again. I can't do it again. Exactly. You know, we had quarterbacks, Haskins, Alex Smith, throwing the ball behind the line of the scrimmage or, or up to five yards on third and nine. And you're throwing it four yards. You know, we're not going to get that first down. We're not going to be able to move the chains. Now that we have a quarterback that's willing to throw the ball downfield, give somebody a chance. Let Thomas go up. Let McLaurin go up. Brown, let those dudes work for you. You know, I'm excited about what the offense's potential is. Uh, we can't leave points off the board. You know, we've been able to move the ball between the 20s quite often. But it's when we get to the red zone. Are we going to be able to push it in? Are we going to be able to have Gibson, you know, go up the middle? Are we going to be able to hit Samuel McLaurin? And I think Fitzpatrick's the guy that can do that. He's going to throw some picks. We all know it. It's what he does. It. I'll live with it. Exactly. But I'll live with, a, you know, 12, 15 interceptions if he can give me 28, you know, 29, 30 touchdowns at the same time. Hell yeah, double up. Because like you said, we don't need this offense to come out and score 30 points every game. If we can get to, you know, 21, 24 points a game, that defense is going to keep us in every single game. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I know I we're going up against a few high-powered offenses. You know, we got the Packers, we got the Chiefs coming up. But this defense is legit. It's been a long time since we've been able to see that we have a legit defense. This is a top three defense, and I firmly believe it's the number one defense. Uh, but we got to go out there and prove it. Yeah, they got to go out there and prove it because the one thing about potential, it sounds great, but on paper, all potential is is talent that hasn't been tapped into fully yet. So let's go 100%. out and earn ours. 100% agree. What, what's your prediction for the overall record? Uh, I've wavered a couple of times. So when the schedule came out, I said nine and eight. Then I've confidently over the last couple months said 11 and six. I think I've pivoted back one game once me and my guy Parker from Sidelines Washington. Shout out to my guy. We did our game-by-game um, -game predictions. And once we actually set and gave each game context, I fell back to 10-7. and seven. So I have us in the division going 4-2. and two. We're going to split with the Giants and the Cowboys. I'm not even going to consider a loss to the Eagles this year because I think they're going to be shit. <laughs> like, I think they're going to be bad and they're going to be drafting a quarterback next year. But, yeah, I, th I think 10, 10 and 7, and I think it wins the division, too. There might be someone tied with us, and then we win it off a tiebreaker, or we're going to finish a game ahead of the Giants or Cowboy. I think it's a three-team dog race, and I think Philly's going to be really bad. I like, <laughs> That's it. I, I like it. I agree. I'm on the same page. I, I got us at, at 10 and 7. I got a couple more tough losses coming, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Bucks. Those are going to be tough games. If we can pull one of those out, great. 
but you know, I've got them as losses in our, in our 10 and seven record. I've got a sweep in the giants. We owe them. Mm, it, it's payback time. We owe, what's been six, six games in a row. We haven't oh my God, we've never beat Daniel Jones <laughs> one so, time. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired, but we got to find a way to beat him starting in week two. So I got a sweep in them, and then I got a splitting with the Giants. I'm sorry, splitting with the Cowboys and, and splitting with the Eagles. I would prefer a sweep over the Eagles, but you know, it seems like sometimes when we play them, you know, we can't ever cover tight ends for some reason. Oh uh, hopefully, that's going to change this year. I'm and you know, <laughs> ten and seven, I think that gets us in. I think that gets us what the first back-to-back division champions in how many years? Since oh four. Oh four. That's insane. Oh, that's almost twenty years. Oh my when we got God. divisions like up there in the Patriots where they're going 16 years in a row with winning that oh shit. God. That's, that's like, insane. I can't even imagine that type of life. <laughs> imagine what? what Tyler, you're 29, 30 years old, right? I'm, I'm, I turn 30 next month. Yeah. Oh, happy early birthday. Uh, oh I just God. turned 30. You know, I guess I'll be 31. Shit, I'll be 31 next month. So it's been, what, 91 since we won a Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, we my don't birth know year. all that. My birth year. Like, <laughs> as a, as I'll be 30 next month, so we're in the same we're in the same age group. We have never seen this team win 11 games, bro. We've exactly. never seen it. It has not happened since we've been not like newborns. Because I was three months old when they beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. They haven't won 11 games since. That, that's how you know <laughs> you can be passionate about a team. You've literally never had a, a Super Bowl champion in, in our lifetime. Well, since we were babies. A, a Super Bowl champ? We haven't been to an NFC championship. Like, we've won one playoff game since 05. And then before 05, it was 99. And I remember them vividly because they're the only ones I've ever known to win. Like, we beat the Lions in the wild card game at home in 99. And in 2005, we beat the Bucks. And Sean Taylor had picked up the fumble. And then he got ejected for spitting on Pittman. That's yeah, it. Oh, I remember that, it. I remember it. Right, it's you sad when you know. <laughs> we, we played, what, the Bucks two or three times uh, in the playoffs and then the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. I felt like every time we made the playoffs, we played we against the damn Seahawks. <laughs> it's just like, I want to play somebody different. And then last year, we got the Bucks again. You know, mm-hmm. it's time to change things up. So how did you become a Washington football fan? It was just in my blood. I was born into it. It was like an arranged marriage. You, you just come out the womb and just, here you go, son. Burgundy and gold. My parents were big fans. Uh, my father is a diehard, absolute diehard fan, and it's even to this day. And like, also, it's really cool, like, to have my father be a part of this content creation journey I'm on right now. And like, him and my mother, like, God rest her soul, like, they were always just huge fans. Like, my crib would just be decked out in burgundy and gold shit. I remember. Them, they went to every parade. Like, I can't even fathom the life that they got to watch as fans. Like, my birth year, 91, they went 14-2 and two and beat the shit out of the Bills who went to four straight Super Bowls that year. They're one of the top two teams in NFL history. Like, they're, they were Absolutely. that good. And, like, could, could you imagine us going 14-2 and two and no. winning the Super Bowl? No, we'd be, it'd be, I told people it'd be, we'd be having orgies all over the DMV. Like, <laughs> it would be, it would be lit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I couldn't imagine being 14 and two. Like I said, <laughs> you know, my whole lifetime, you know, we've never had that, that success. And, you know, I can't wait for us to get it. I, I became a fan, you know, pretty much just the day I was born as well. My dad, my dad was the reason, you know, I don't live in the DMV area, you know, mm-hmm. hail from the West coast. I'm out in California. Uh, so everybody always asked me, how do you become a Redskins fan? I was like, well, you know, I, I was born into it. My dad was a Redskins fan. He became a fan in 1972, you know, the year we lost to the Dolphins. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we are Native American. We got the Native 72 American Dolphins. And uh, my, my dad was watching the game with his buddy. And, uh, you know, he, he became a Redskins fan. And from the day I was born, I had that option pretty much. 
I got Niner fans out here. And then I got my dad and one of my brothers is Redskins fan. I got pictures when I was a kid and then putting me in Niner shit. And I just wanted to burn them. Like, why would you do that to me? Like that, that burns my skin. Like, and I don't know the passion that I grew for this team as I got older, just got deeper and deeper. And no matter how bad we were, I just couldn't turn my back. I literally tried when I was like 12 or 13 years old, like back when Peyton Manning was on the Colts and was just tearing it up. Like I loved Peyton Manning from the football aspect. I was a quarterback. Oh, I, love I loved too. quarterbacks. So I, I remember going to my room after the season, just tearing all my Redskins shit down, throwing it in the closet. You know, I went on to Madden and changed the background. I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. I'm done. It didn't last 24 hours, bro. I, I just couldn't help it. You know, I put it all back up. It's just like, that's when I knew it was like, I'm a lifelong fan. You know, no matter what I do. And now that I got my son, you know, he's six months old, I'm starting to get in, you know, I'm getting excited that when he's older to get him into these traditions, you know, my daughters, they, they watch it and everything. They're not as excited about it, but when the Redskins are on TV, they know, you know, and they get excited about it. So you said Native American descent. Okay. So what yeah. do y'all feel about the name? <laughs> How's the name? Uh, dude, I have never had a problem with it. And I swear to God, like, you go back on my Facebook years back. I said, we're never going to change the name. Like, it, it's not racist. I'm sorry if you feel it is, but it's not. That logo, though it wasn't the greatest logo, it honored Native Americans. You know? So you can go back and throw whatever you want to do. It, it wasn't a racist name. But we changed it. So it's time we to did. fucking move on. Hey, we did, you know, right? It's not exactly. coming back. It's like, <laughs> it's not. There's nothing we can do. We can get mad about it. We can go on Twitter and gripe about it, but it's not going to change a damn thing. It's not changing the history. It's not changing the three Super Bowls that we have in the that. past. None of that's changing. The only thing we're getting is we're going to have a new name, a new logo. That's it. That shit, and I'm ready to move forward. Is, that shit is wild how people just like wanted, oh my God, these young fans, they don't even care about the colors or the logo or the history. Like, listen. You should never question the fanship of someone who rides for a team that is, they've never seen succeed. I've never seen this team have any relative success, and I ride for them like they are my blood relative. Like, don't question my fanship exactly. because I'm not crying myself to sleep over a fucking mascot every night. Exactly. Like, it's not coming back. It's just accept the change or there are 31 other fan bases you can gladly step to. Like, I promise exactly. you. This team is still going to play football on Sunday. So Exactly. Like, and everybody will be mad. You and I both know what our favorite names is. You know, we want the Wolves. I think oh, it would be fucking badass. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I could just hear it now. You know, the stadium just howling. You know, fucking third and seven. We're up by two. Defense coming in. Chase Young coming in from a sack. And just coming up and fucking howling, dude. Oh, my goodness. Love it. It, it would be sick. But whatever name is chosen, we're going to rock it. Hell I'll yeah. roll with it, whatever it is. I don't want it to be football team. And I don't think it's going to be. But if something happens in the name There's of the football no team. There's no fucking way. There's no I, fucking I don't way. <laughs> There's no it, way. If, if it happens, whatever. I'll roll with it. But please Hell don't. Yeah. Let's, let's, if, let's if get it something is, to If it is football team, they, they've had a whole 18 months to work on the marketing and merchandising of it. Because yeah. that shit can use some workshopping. Because that a lot it of this shit looks, lot. especially for women and kids, the selection is minuscule and inferior as hell. Like, yeah, the, the merchandise is horrible on the on the NFL website. I mean, it's it's fucking horrible. I, I haven't bought a whole lot. Uh, I'm kind of waiting until we get that name. That's what, that's what kind of sucked. It's like my son was born six months ago. Right. So we found out, you know, my wife was pregnant with him right after we changed her name. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I've been waiting all this time to buy all this shit for my son. And then we go and change the name. And then I thought, like, Snyder, if you'd have just kept that trademark for the Warriors, then we could have just took over the Warriors and we wouldn't have to deal with any of the shit. But if they're going to take us on a journey, 18-month, two-year journey, nah, it's gotta you be better a name. give us a fucking name. 
And if it's not the fan favorite, listen, for those who don't think Wolves slash Red Wolves, some type of variation of the Wolf is a fan favorite, stop it. Stop lying to yourself because we are a whole year plus later and that shit has not lost one bit of steam since the beginning. I don't think think Red is going to be in the new moniker, but I still think, if you're not going to pick the fan favorite, you need to let them down just like you did with the name Warriors. And there exactly. needs to be the next making the brand needs to be a fucking ode and pour one out for the for the wolves and for the howling and shit. Because exactly. let it let, let it people down easily, because the closer you get to the end of the year, if there's no we're not going to be the wolves, then people are going to expect it when we get there. But I'm just excited. I'm enjoying the process and to have like my fingerprints on the process as a fan and to be able to give input. This shit is beautiful, man. This is this shit is a dream come true. It's been like a bucket list off season for me, man. And that's awesome. And you are you're a fan ambassador, and that's awesome. What what kind of experience are you getting with that? You know, that what comes with being a fan ambassador? One, it's like really cool the camaraderie of it. It's about thirty five of us. It's seven categories: mm-hmm. community, Sunday Fun Day, entertainment, fashion. Uh, all that type of stuff. We're giving our input. We're taking as much input from fans on social media in real life. People you just run into in the store. What do you think about this? What would you like to improve in the stadium? What would you like to add for kids in the stadium? What type of music should they play? What should the band do? What should the merchandise look like? I'm really interested in what the what the fashion team is doing because I know they're going to get the name before everyone else. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they're going to know. They're gonna they're gonna have to add input into like the merchandising, the logo. Like they're gonna have to put some put their own little taste on things. I'm re- I'm gonna have to get me an inside source inside the fashion ambassador crew. But it's really cool. We have our own portal on the team website called the Ambassador Portal, where we can all communicate with each other, all oh, our wow. information. We get our own bios and information and stuff on the website. Next week, we actually meet with the content team, with Julie and the content team, to pitch some ideas of how we can improve some things. I'm actually going to pitch something myself. So it's going to be, it's really cool, man. These focus groups and it's just inclusion of the fans and it's genuine inclusion. It's not just pandering or look at us. We're involving the fans. Now it's people who actually know what the fuck they're doing. Joey Kobe Begovich, 14 years at carnival cruise line. He's coming here to, reshape remold and just tear down all of the bad habits of the old regimes him and jason right they're just sharp thorough individuals and i couldn't be more excited for the guys making decisions here they're they're killing it joe is such a good dude you know i I interviewed for the ambassadorship made it to the semifinals unfortunately i wasn't selected uh but i didn't get salty my god the amount of people that i seen on twitter that were so salty over it like just get over it okay you didn't get selected (laughs) just just move on you know just just appreciate what they're doing now. It's such a different experience for fans now than it was in years oh, past. Yeah. It's just like, you can acknowledge you, all the people that that didn't. You can acknowledge all the people that are bitter about it by throwing that you're an ambassador in every time they disagree with you on the internet. Oh my god, but you're an ambassador! Like, oh my god, like, it's okay, guys. It's next it. year. There's just next year, it. man. Yeah, definitely. I hope to have Joey on the show here in a couple of weeks. You know, but yeah, I'm excited the way everything's going. I do want to ask you, you're a fantasy football guy, right? I know you play oh, some yeah. fantasy I just, ball. I just did like four drafts in the last two days. Hell four yeah. Di- 
I, I like to wait till right till the end. I've done a few drafts where we do it like right after the draft. I'm doing a dynasty one this year. First time I've ever done nuts. dynasty. But yeah, it's crazy, right? Doing it that That's early nuts. and you got all the injuries and stuff. But dynasty is a little bit different because you keep those players, you know, for the whole next season. Mm-hmm. You know, then you do a draft for the rookies and stuff. It's pretty cool. But what I want to know, what was your worst draft experience? What mistake did you make in fantasy that at the end of the year, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> it probably wasn't a draft thing. It was a um, it was a, I made a trade. I decided to trade for Saquon a couple of seasons ago, and he got hurt. He literally got hurt the week I traded for him, and I traded like a significant amount of things. But if it would have played out right for me, and Saquon would have played, I probably would have won the league. But I started like free falling, and it was funny because I was like undefeated at the time. And I was like, ooh, once I get the Saquon, once I make the Saquon move, I'm good to go. I literally, like, started free-falling and lost, like, six games, six weeks straight. <laughs> and that shit was terrible. That and um, um, 2019, I drafted Mahomes in, like, the second round, but I actually won the league, so nobody can't tell me shit about that. No, fuck no. You know, people do get shit about drafting quarterbacks early, but when you get a quarterback like Mahomes and the numbers he puts up, like, it's kind of hard like, to pass hey, on when he's sitting yeah, Especially, like, they do so much numbers, and – like how you work the waiver wire will win or lose you a league because I didn't have the team to win the year I drafted Mahomes in the second round, but I picked up Kenyon Drake after someone dropped him off waivers. He went to Arizona and went crazy. And I traded for Aaron Jones at the end of the year and they went berserk in like a three week span. And it just so happened to be the postseason weeks, man. Fantasy is the luck of the draw, man. I love it though. I I love it too. It gives you another reason to watch the games on Sundays. I mean, after we're done playing, you know, it's one o'clock my time. Like I enjoy watching the rest of the games for a reason because i got so i got nice. money on the, it is it's nice to wake up nine o'clock in the morning make some biscuits and gravy and then watch the game you know i, I was looking back on, on my fantasy the first year i ever played i think i was 16 17 years old and, and i didn't know anything about it and my buddy invited me in and i ended up with the 10th pick and uh they didn't really give me any advice you know and you know at the times they said you know quarterbacks are the way to go all right so i had the 10th pick this was at the time Roethlisberger was tearing it up. So I took Big Ben, right? And then it, it was a snake draft. So on the way back, I'm thinking, well, quarterbacks are the way to go. Let's take Donovan McNabb here. And I took back-to-back fucking quarterbacks in the first and second <laughs> round. <laughs> in the first ever. And I'm pretty sure I finished in last place. Oh, and everybody man. was just I'm laughing. I'm pretty sure I'm like, you did, too. <laughs> well, what's so funny? They're like, you took two quarterbacks. I was like, yeah. They're like, you can only play one. I was like, What? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Just completely crazy. fucked me up. And then uh, a few years later, you remember when we had uh, Terrell Pryor? And oh uh, Terrell Pryor was supposed to be the next best thing please for don't, us, Please right? don't tell me you took him in the first couple rounds. I, I didn't draft him, but I traded for him. <laughs> so I, I, traded, I traded Todd Gurley after his shitty year. After oh. his shitty year, I traded Todd Gurley, and I got Terrell Pryor in the first overall oh, pick, man. right? Gurley fucking blew it up that he next went crazy. season. He went crazy. That was the oh year they went to the Super God. Bowl. Yep. Oh, my God. And Pryor oh didn't God. do a damn thing. Didn't do a damn thing He made us. workout videos. I, I did get Antonio Brown with the number one pick, you know. But, you know, Gurley just fucking blew it up. And the guy I traded him to, he ended up winning the Super Bowl or winning the, the championship that year. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so, it'd be like that, man. Fantasy. Like, last year, I had the... I felt like I had the league in the bag, and then Kamara decided to have seven touchdowns in a game. And I was in a circumstance where all he had to do was have a normal game, and I would have won. <laughs> he went crazy. Imagine like, being that guy who benched Kamara during that game. Imagine <laughs> being that guy looking at your yeah. score and seeing Kamara drop 75 fucking points. Uh, yeah. So He's you already finished all insane. your drafts? I got one more. I got one more tomorrow night. 
So, hey, man. Uh, hey, your PPR? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always PPR. Yeah, always. Uh, ple- dude, pick your running backs early. Oh, <laughs> yes. Dude, if it's not a keeper league, like in my league that I do myself, it's a keeper league, right? So it's already trouble when you're looking at running backs because most of the first round, they're being kept. But like I did one the other day, 12 straight running backs went. First round and on the back, all running backs. And, and it should and be that way because there are no running backs after nope. three rounds, bro. Nope. It's all it's all fool's goal, and you need to just prey on a young guy busting out of nowhere. Or, or if really somebody bad. gets hurt and you get lucky and you're yeah. able to pick somebody up, you know. I always try to handcuff my handcuff. running backs. Handcuff, yep. Just, just in case, you know, you got to play that handcuffs. Hell yeah. Uh, so, so with that, on Sunday we got week one. You know, I know we don't, we don't have a lot of time here, but I want what's your bold prediction for Sunday and tell me what you think the final score will be. Mm, I'll get a score first. 21-17, we're going to win the game. Bold prediction. Let me see. Bold, 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 bold. Let's see. Okay, I got one. Fitzpatrick's going to be right under 300 yards and give us two touchdowns. Uh, okay. Fitzpatrick's going to be at 298, two touchdowns, one interception. The defense is going to force two turnovers, a fumble and a pick. And my bold prediction is that the player of the game for us is going to be, if it's not the quarterback, Landon Collins. I think Landon, Landon Collins, Collins. I think Landon Collins is going to return to what we thought he was when we signed him, and I think he's here to make a statement this year. That's my I, bold prediction. Landon. I agree. I love it. I love it. I, I completely agree with that. Collins is he's sleeping right now. Uh, people are sleeping on him, and I think he's going to bounce back from that injury, and he's going to yeah. show us the reason. You know, we paid him all that money. He's going to earn it. Mm-hmm. I, I got for my bold prediction. I've got our offense being the star of the day. I've got us dropping thirty-one points. Defense holding the Chargers to 20, picking off Herbert three times. 31-20 victory week one. Oh, that would be that? That's bold. All I know is we're going to go crazy at FedEx if that happens, man. Oh, my God. That would be insane. We just go out there and stifle the the second-year quarterback and the rookie coach and just put it to him, and it's the offense. What's Fitz putting up, you said? I I got Fitz. I'm going to say Fitz, 330 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Oh, I, I, I'll take it with the two. I'll take it, I don't not right? give a damn. <laughs> I don't. It's bold. It's bold. But honestly, I just want to see a victory. Week one yeah. victory against the Chargers. Yeah, I don't care how to start off the season. Hell yeah. Rio, I, I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time with me today. You know, it's been Anytime. fun. It's been fun as shit. I, I'm excited to continue to do this. Like I said, you know, you kind of gave me some advice early on and, and I appreciate that. And I hope to get to, you know, continue this to grow. It's different. It's different not being able to be in the D.C. area around all you guys and getting to meet everybody, you know, doing it over here on the West Coast. But I want to kind of normalize it. You know, we're all fans here, even though we can't all be in the, in the stadium on Sunday. Doesn't mean I'm missing a damn thing, you know. So okay. I, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, plug all your information. Twitter, make sure everybody follows your blog. Oh, yeah. First of all, anytime. I will come on here anytime. I'm definitely going to get you on my show as well. Any questions, man, I'm still learning how to do this in the process. I like to call myself like the industry plant of the Washington football podcast community. I just came <laughs> out of nowhere, but I came out smoking. But now nah, I'm rambling about Washington. Be sure to subscribe to my channel, Rambling with Rio Robinson on YouTube. For those of you like fans like yourself, I want to take y'all on the journey with me through my first year as an ambassador, as a season ticket holder, and just fanning in general while the team is 
I'm reeling in a new identity. So you're going to see vlogs from FedEx, from games, from tailgate, from rallies. I'm going to be having content churning out all year. Be along for the ride. And let's go win some games this year, man. Don't Let's stop telling people how to be a fan and just all unite like a pack. Exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a pack. Let's be howling all together. Yeah, I do appreciate it, Rio. Uh, if you're not already following me on Twitter, make sure to give me a follow. Our Bates Senior 21 underscore WFT. This is Boomer. Hale from the West Coast, a.k.a. Boomer. Have a good one. How to the football team, baby. Ow.